tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Amid the Jacobite uprising of 1715, an English heiress flees to the Scottish lowlands to stay with allies of her powerful family. But while castle walls may protect her from the enemy outside, a whirlwind of intrigue, shifting alliances, and temptations of the heart lie within. Sarah Ladd, best-selling author of the Cornwall novel, says, The Rose and the Thistle is a deeply atmospheric story of faith, love, and sacrifice that is as captivating as it is enthralling. Check out The Rose and the Thistle. Well, friends, as a mom of 10 kids, I love talking about mothering. If we're going to stop in the grocery store, I'm probably going to tell you something about my kids, but I also love talking about my mom, too, has been such a loving support for me all these years, and that's why I'm so excited about this book, I Love You, Mom, Cherished Word Gifts from My Heart to Yours, and I have the two authors on today who who are a mother and daughter team. So we have Blythe Daniel and Dr. Helen McIntosh. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much, Trisha. I am so excited to have both of you here, and this book is precious. I'm going to be filling it out and send it to my mom as soon as we're done with this interview, and she's going to be crying buckets of tears. <laughs> she's going to love it so much. So I would just love to hear how this book came to be. Well, I'll start. This is Blythe. And mom and I started asking each other, like, what can you give a mom? What does she need or want? You know, like we've all received gifts from our kids, which are precious of, you know, hand painted items or cards that are treasure. But what what are those things that a mom would really hang on to? And we thought about word gifts so word gifts are inexpensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are they are characteristics or attributes that you can give to a mom that just bestow appreciation and value on her. And again, it's just in a world where there are so many different things we we could give that might fade away, you know, next week or next year in fads and fashions. But what are those things that will be a lasting piece? And words seem to be that gift that someone would love to receive an affirmation um, as a mom, just just being aware of how others see them and value them. So that's how it all came about. So it was just the conversation um, between the two of you talking about this. And so we, there's a space in the book for um, someone to write a note to their mom. But I also, and I love that part, and I also love that there's devotions that for the mom to read. So they're getting the gift of a personalized note from their son or their daughter, but then there's scripture and there's stories, there's biblical stories, there's personal stories. So how um, did you decide that the devotional aspect is going to be the next part of what you wanted to do? 
So mom is such a student of the word and she has marked up verses in her Bible for years. And so it wasn't hard for her to come up with verses to the different attributes that we decided we thought would be really appropriate for mom. So some of the ones that we came up, some of the word gifts that we came up with are you are attentive um, you're a legacy. Mm-hmm. And another one is um, you are faithful, you are forgiven. And so what we did was we paired each of these word gifts with a scripture and either told a story that moms can relate to about being a mom or a biblical story um, of a couple of instances. One of the ones that I I never really thought about before, Tricia, was the way that Mary treasured in her heart. Um, scripture talks about how, you know, it, it really was after they found um, Jesus that she and Joseph um, found him in the in the temple courts after they had been looking him, searching for him for several days. And in Scripture, it talks about how, you know, he he basically even said to, to his parents, Jesus said, why did you need to look for me when you know that I'm about my father's business? And it was that point in which Mary treasured these things in her heart, because mm-hmm. I do believe that she knew that she had a certain season with Jesus, that she knew that he had a mission to complete. And so as moms, sometimes we need to treasure these moments that we have, even though they're wild and busy sometimes. But that that idea was that, mom, you are a treasure. And um, so then the 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 devotion from that point goes into the word gift of your uh, treasure. And it says, mom, I know you say treasure is something you have, not what you look for. I'm grateful to you for always making me feel like I am a treasure to you. So, so those are just some examples of like how we have filled in um, the word gift after the devotional, after the story. But as you said, Trisha, there is a place for the person giving the book to a mom or mother-in-law to just write their own story, write their own words to mom. Yeah, I love that so much. And um, so you have the the blank page at the beginning. You write like, mom, this is why I want to give you this book and write your own gifts. And then there's the devotions. And then like you mentioned at the end, there's like, you are a treasure, you are a legacy. And I love Blythe that you mentioned legacy. And Helen, I want to talk to you about this because I think as moms, we get so busy just doing the daily things that we forget about legacy. I just went and my 19 year old daughter needed a haircut and I dropped her off. She got her haircut and the lady, um, it was a new person because the person that we usually use was booked up. And so this, this new person said, now I loved getting to know your daughter. And usually daughters don't say much about their moms, but she had so many good things to say about you. I just wanted to mm. let you know that. And I'm like, oh, because sometimes <laughs> we forget yeah. that. So Helen, I would love you to talk about that part of legacy, how it's important for us to remind moms that they are a legacy builder. Well, the Thank you, Tricia, and it is an important new assignment for me as well as many of my friends in the senior citizen category. I think we we have come to this winter season of our lives wondering what possible mission God would have, and he's been whispering to me for some time that it's to begin and continue a legacy of love, Mm -hmm. teaching truths and uh, most of all love. (laughs) through the generations up and down. There's so much conversation about generations that are in Scripture. And, oh, my goodness, what a privilege, what a time in our lives to to do this. We need to be very intentional. Just this morning I landed on Isaiah, the last verse of Isaiah 59, that talks about 
how important it is to teach the generations. And then it goes on to Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2, and talks about that our light needs to shine because the the people are in darkness. And boy, are they ever in great darkness now, Trisha, aren't they? Yes. So we need to begin to learn how to love one another better, more intentionally. I can remember when I was, oh, decades ago, when my mother was still living, I did find it difficult to find a greeting card on Mother's Day. Mm. They they just didn't quite get it. They they were too flowery for the difficult situation she and I were in at the time. And it, it just was uncomfortable. So Blythe and I say that our little book is like receiving 25 greeting cards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, and I think this is every day a reminder for 25 days. And then... I mean, my mom will probably start at the beginning again when she starts going through it because it's so encouraging. But I think we need that as moms. And we forget sometimes that we are the legacy, that we are the light. And I love how you talk about, you know, being in the senior citizen years. My grandma um, lives with me and she's 92. And she has lived with us for 20 years. And um, I still see her go in there and she has... You know, reading her Bible, and I hear her sometimes in the middle of the night. Uh, it wakes me up. She's just singing praises to God, and she's praying for all her children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And it's such um, That's great. so important for my kids to see that. We still have kids at home. We have adult kids and kids at home also. But it's so important that they, oh, Grandma's singing again, but they're <laughs> always going to remember that. They're always going to remember the way she worshiped God. And there's been times in our lives that have been very difficult times that she's, even though there's one time she broke her back and was in a back brace and she's just in there singing praises to God. And one of my daughters who was 16 at the time said, if grandma can praise God sitting in there hurting with a broken back, we can praise God at any time. And just as those moments that we think kind of go unnoticed that they truly are legacies. And I love that, you know, this book, this gift to a mom can just remind her that what she's doing is important, even though it seems like no one is noticing or no one is caring. That's beautiful. And you know, one thing about that, Trisha, too, that I love is that um, oftentimes we um, we want to make sure that we are saying everything that we can to a mom or a grandmother. We don't want to have any regrets. Um, I know what it feels like to walk into a room and um, say some things and, and then walk out and go, oh, what did I just say? I regret mm-hmm. that I said such and such. And so it's easy to do that in the moment, but then in the in the weightier conversations, in the in the bigger scheme of things, I want to make sure that I'm saying everything that I really want to say to mom or to someone else in my family because that's my heart is to communicate love. I don't always show it. Um, but, but I hope that that people will think about this book as a way to be able to say some things that you might not have been able to say yet to a mom or mother-in-law or someone who's been like a mom, because it's in print when you write it in here or when we've expressed some of the things, if that is your heart towards your loved one, your mom, then, then these things will be a way for you to know that you've said everything that you wanted mm-hmm. to say, and you can live without regret um, that you've, that you've been able to have a, a, a relationship with my, your mom or made things better between you um, just by offering love, just by offering a gift to her. 
Yeah, that is so good. And I love how you know, you could use this book as a relationship builder, as you're talking about. Because, um, you know, I know there's some families that mom lives across the street and they see them every day. And maybe you don't have that type of relationship. Um, I have always felt a lot closer to my grandma um, than my mom. And my grandma's lived with me for 20 years. So I'm daily interacting with grandma and helping grandma and, you know, serving grandma. And sometimes I'm like, oh, man. My mom lives in California. I live in Arkansas. I'm like, I need to call my mom. I need to check on my mom. Um, <laughs> and so I'm thinking this is this book, you know, can be a special way of me saying, I know I don't, uh, you know, reach out to you or call you or um, connect with you as much as I should. And it's a great way for, for me to, again, build, continue to build that relationship, even though it's across the miles. I think so too. And I also think that for some families like my mom, when she shared about how she and her mom had some distance or had some Mm -hmm. just awkwardness and hard, hard places between them, that this can be a way to start things over again. This can be a way to draw closer to each other. Um, You know, sometimes um, we've, well, we've heard some stories of people sharing that they simply reached out to a daughter or to a mom and just said, I love you. And I want to be closer to you, that our relationship matters more than anything between us, more than our differences. Um, And this book can be that physical piece that you give to someone to help your relationship. If, If you're distanced right now or not sure what has happened between you exactly, you've kind of lost track of what conversations led to where you are right now. But a simple gesture of being able to say, here's a book that says, I love you. And, um, and we've done a lot of the stories and the words for you, but to be able to offer love to someone unconditionally, I just feel like that's what our world needs more of without expectations, but just simply being able to give someone a gift of love and to say, I see you and I love you and I care about you sometimes can shift things in the relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, talk about like we said, we said a lot of the words for, you know, the gift giver, but there's also space in this book. Like at the end of some of the devotions, you could write your own notes or in the margins or, you know, write your own prayers for your mom. Um, you could fill this thing in. And so even though, you know, there's not journal lines, um, I've done that before in other books, you could just go in and at the end of the devotion, write your own little notes in there. I think that's a great idea. I love that too, because we do want to encourage moms um, and daughters as well that um, a lot of times we wait for the other person to Mm -hmm. initiate some type of restoration with us, but we can be the ones that are the ones making that first step and, and then writing in our own words, how we feel about them. Um, I've watched that with my kids when I've been able to speak a word over them that encourages them and um, helps them out of whatever situation they're in to just change their countenance. Um, and if, and it's truthful, like I, I want to find something that I can say to them to help them in their day. And, and it's interesting as I think about each of them for Mother's Day, um, one one called me because I was out of town with the other two. Um, one texted me and one <laughs> gave me a card. And each of their ways of sharing words was unique, but it was still that they knew that it was important to me to hear um, from them. And so I try to um, give that back to them because those words can change a person's mm-hmm. outcome. It really can. Yeah. I have, yeah, cards sitting here from my kids. Some are five years old, some are it's on my desk. Like <laughs> there's special things that's like, oh, that meant a lot. And, you know, their six-year-old scribble or whatever, or their 16-year-old scribble. Um, 
those words are something that we cherish. And one thing that I did want to mention, because I think we're, we're talking about this already. You, you have already written a book called Mended, Restoring the Hearts of Mothers and Daughters. I would love to hear more about that, too. Well, words really, really are important. And so we took the idea that um, in the Mended book that we would speak about communication. And mm-hmm. um, we have got, I guess, three or more dozen communication sentences that that could be a restart or a reset button <laughs> for mothers and daughters or mother-in-laws and uh, just, you name the situation. Uh, in fact, some men have read the book many men have and they said well this is for us too it's it's just a way to begin again and a sample of of such a sentence might be uh, what I want as your mom is a better relationship Mm. what do you think we might need to do to make things better so uh, you as the initiator sort of state what you would like and then you uh, ask them in a humble way what would their ideas be to, to push the restart. I got a, an email today from someone who um, wanted me to help her communicate better with her um, sister. And she, um, the sister is hard of hearing but won't receive help and <laughs> She is a controller, and so I suggested to my friend that she ask the sister uh, this. In other words, she would say, I don't like who I am when I have to speak loudly to you, and what do you think we need to do to solve this communication problem? So in other words, she's giving back the problem to the the cranky one, <laughs> yeah. the controller. And those are the kinds of sentences that we feel like are helpful in the body of Christ is um, a humble response to trouble and trying to uh, first ask the other person what their idea of reconciliation might be or to ma- what do they think would help the relationship. So you're not dancing around the problem you're speaking it in love. It's, it works. <laughs> that is so good. And I think it's important, you know, talking about mended, that we take the time, like, first of all, that your friend is asking for advice. That is a great place because she knows that there's a, a broken relationship. And then realizing that there are little things that we can do to work on getting those relationships mended. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and some, you know, sometimes they work well, sometimes they, they will be, it'll be a longer process, but I think it is so important that when we have broken relationships that we, instead of just saying, well, that's how things are, you know, it's always been that way. Um, we can, we can see, you know, and prayerfully seek God on how to, um, mend that relationship. I think that's, that's important true. too, really for, um, our, our own generations, um, as mom spoke earlier about leaving a legacy of love that 
um, other family members see how we respond um, Mm -hmm. in those broken situations. And we're modeling to them how we handle conflict or how we handle someone who's controlling or um, in our family line. And so it's teaching the the younger generations um, to be able to speak up and share their heart and share their um, experiences in a loving way. And I think that to me is one of the things that I'm so focused on with mom is just being able to make sure that we we're doing our part um, to communicate because there's so many different ways to communicate nowadays, but how do we, how do we best share our feelings and our hearts? And, and sometimes um, it, that's hard to do, especially in relationships that are family, that are close knit, have a lot of history, but we will do better as a family. We will be in a better place emotionally and spiritually when we can we can move towards those things instead of trying to bury it. And um, so what we're asking it for people to do, we have done as mother and daughter. We have looked at areas between us. We have had these conversations um, where we could say, how can we make this better? Um, we've done that with our families. And so I think that the fruit of when we we press into these places um, and we, we do the hard work um, and the heart work as well, that there can be such better relationships in the family. The health of the family is raised to a new level, really. Oh, I love that. It, it almost seems like uh, your book, I Love You, Mom, has been able to come to be because of the work that you did through Mended. Is that They are connected. Yes. I think they're very connected. <laughs> The I Love You Mom book would be a giant activity as a result of moving closer to one another. Wouldn't you say, Bly? I do. I think it's that outward expression of an inward uh, rebuilding or an inward faith that you've developed between your mom or your daughter. And you want to have have a tangible symbol to say, I love you. I care about you. Um, that acting it out, as mom said, I think that's, I think that's important for people to have something tangible to show um, their love for their mom. Oh, I love that. So tell me, I wanted to hear from each of you, what are either your favorite story or prayer or scripture or, you know, one of those things that's in the book? Well, my favorite is probably the blessing at the end. I don't know if it's because I love the Cody Carnes. <laughs> version mm, yes. of this song or or just the idea of it and but I think that's the role of the older mom in the family now really that going back to that legacy of love to bless their family so at the end you would expect that would be one of the last um, word gives and it's you are a blessing and it is out of the number six um, blessings that promise grace and uh, it's just, it's a wonderful prayer s- slash wish for your loved ones. Blythe and I, when I would say the diving board for both books has been Isaiah fifty-eight twelve, which talks about being repairs of the breach. It's a wonderful challenge for these terrible days that we really are mm-hmm. trying to operate in as a believer and your listeners have an important ambassadorship ahead to be repairs of the breaches around us. Even on Mother's Day, I I felt there were some broken hearts in, yes. in a great many places. Women that didn't get to be a mom or their own mom had died recently or 
Um, they had a difficult relationship with their mom, just many, many circumstances. So the world is really crying out for us to step up and offer the salve of Jesus. So that's my favorite, is that blessing. (laughs) I think my favorite is the devotion that's titled God With You. And um, this is where we try to help a mom kind of think back to, um, we have this example of zigzagging or zipping across the street on your bike with your streamers Mm -hmm. on your handlebars um, and a bell that signaled that you were coming um, and then just laughing with eating more cookie dough and just some of those memories. And then now fast forward to the life that you have as a mom wouldn't. And and then we think about the ways that um, the problems and the the things that we've encountered and you wonder how we can calm ourselves and comfort ourselves um, when our own child needs, needs that from us. Um, And then it just goes into the story of um, Ruth and Naomi, and they could have lived a life of fear, fearfulness. I mean, they could have been fearful of their future, but yet we know that they trusted God and um, you know, just that even that, Um, Ruth told Naomi that you and I are more capable than we might imagine. God will provide for us. We will stay together and God will be with us. And so the word gift that's attached to this is you are fearless. Mm. And I love just being able to acknowledge that we both have things in our lives that could cause us to be fearful, but we can remind each other that to be brave and that we're fearless um, and that we can choose to be full of faith in our days ahead rather than fearful um, and just thanking the mom for helping to remind us that um, that you'll encourage me through those challenges and difficulties. So um, that's probably one of my because I feel like we've a lot of us have gone to some places of anxiety or worry or fear um, as a mom. As, as our kids get older, we wonder how they'll turn out. But I love that we can be reminded that God is with us and um, and he will help us have hearts of faith over fear. Yeah, that's so good. I love that one, too, because I know, I mean, some we have 10 kids. I mean, there's every day <laughs> there's someone going with the situation. And it's, it's like that daily reminder, like, it'll be okay. It'll all work out. Like, you don't need to stress. <laughs> and it's hard because their range of vision is so short. Our youngest is 11. Our oldest is 32. You know, so it's the older ones understand more. But um, there is so much fear now. And there is so much... Um, anxiety over the future, both for moms and for their children of all ages. And I do love that, that we can be fearless and trust, uh, you know, and look and look to God's eyes and realize like he has this in control. Like we don't have to worry about that. And so it's such a good reminder. And which reminds me in the back, you also have a place for the mom to reflect. So after she's gone through all the devotions, um, she can write like what meant a lot to her. And so I just feel like it's such a great package. I love how everything's put together. The book is beautiful. It's beautifully done. I love the graphics and the layout. And it's it's such a lovely thing. So where can people find more information on where they can get more information about this book? Which, yes, it's good for Mother's Day if you want to do that for next year. But birthdays or, I mean, just because days are great too. So where can they find more information about the book? Thank you, Tricia. We would love to connect with people. Um, we have a website and it's R-O-U-R-MendedHearts.com. Um, also, the book can be picked up at Amazon, or BarnesandNoble.com or Target.com. Um, so anywhere that books are sold for the most part. But 
Uh, we're also on social media just under our names, Blythe Daniel, Helen McIntosh. Um, so we would love to hear from people. And we love hearing stories of people who have read or shared the book and maybe even taken a picture with someone and just what it what it has meant. And we just hope that it can be a great gift, as you said, Tricia, not just for Mother's Day, but for birthdays or just a, a just because day to just celebrate the mom in your life. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for being here today. Thank you, Trisha. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.